Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate, and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Did you hear about Rich Dad's new podcast, Millennial Money? Don't you want the truth about money and not just the lies the media is selling you? Don't you want to control your own future? Then join me, Alexandra Gonzalez-Ganoza, as I interview the number one personal finance author in the world, Robert Kiyosaki, as well as many of the world's greatest thinkers about money, finance, and the economy. Robert and I will show you how the lessons of Rich Dad Poor Dad apply to the entire generation of millennials. You won't hear the old advice of saving your money and getting a 401k. Instead, you will get real advice from the most successful people who have real knowledge about the real way money can be made because they actually do what they teach. Join me as Robert and I take you down the path to true wealth with the Rich Dad Company's newest podcast, Millennial Money. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, hello. Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today we have a very important show, as all of our shows are. This is about Bitcoin. And it is why it is the most important currency ever invented in the world. And for full disclosure, the Rich Dad Company does not recommend any investments, even though I have Bitcoin or real estate or gold or silver. We don't make recommendations. We're purely educational and we want people to give different points of view. So today, I, you know, uh, f- full disclosure, I, I own Bitcoin and I understand why I do it, but I also own more gold and silver. I've been in silver since 1964 when I was a kid and gold since 1972 when I was flying in Vietnam. 
And in my point of view, it's not who's right or wrong, gold, silver, or Bitcoin. It's just how much do you have? And that's what I, that's, that's my point of view on this whole thing. So we don't recommendations on, if you don't like it, don't touch it. So our guest today is Seyfedin Amus. Could you, would you mind pr- pronouncing it? Because I just probably butchered it. Yeah, that was good enough. Seyfedin Amus is how it's pronounced in Arabic, but uh, Seyfedin Amus is good enough in English. Okay. Because, you know, Kiyosaki gets butchered like crazy, you know, so that's... Uh, <laughs> Just call me safe. Safe, safe is good enough. Safe. So anyway, you're the, uh, he's the author of the Bitcoin Standard, the Decentralized Alternative to Central Banking, which I agree with 100%. It is the best groundbreaking study and of the economics of Bitcoin. You know, this thing of the reason I own gold, I started with gold and silver when I was 16 in silver and then 22 in gold was I don't trust the banks. It's pure and simple. You know, the Fed and the U.S. Treasury, because I study that stuff. I, was, I, was, I flunked out of school, but I do know about the Fed. And I do know about the Treasury. They're two different people. They're supposed to be, but today they're one. They're called Janet Yellen, Secretary of the Treasury, who was head of the Fed. And what Safe, Safe is talking about here is exactly the reason you should be in Bitcoin, also gold and silver. Because, isn't that true? I mean... I don't know if you follow American politics, but when Joe Biden just said he's going to put Janet Yellen as Secretary of the Treasury, and she was head of the Fed, Federal Reserve Bank, that's communism. That's hardcore communism. That's centralized government. So I think what Biden has done is made our cases for gold, silver, and Bitcoin valid. So say, what, Sefadeen? What, 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 what caused you to write the Bitcoin standard and the decentralized alternative to centralized communism? I mean, centralized banking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a very astute observation. If you think uh, economically, what, what really was the uh, beating heart of the communist, uh, well, I should say the dead heart of the dead communist economy <laughs> corpse uh, was the Goss Bank, the communist bank, which uh, essentially was one bank in the Soviet Union. And everybody had an account at Goss Bank. And it seems that uh, the US and uh, other countries seem to be headed in that direction. Um, and it's not, I, I don't think the Biden victory is uh, um, is necessarily what's taking us there. It may be accelerating the process, but I think, you know, the process of heading in that direction of everybody getting in their bank in the their uh, central bank, getting their account at the central bank is, is increasingly likely. And, um, you know, it seems not even uh, the banking system is able to stop this. Um, but I think the one alternative that is going to be offered the one alternative that is available is uh, Bitcoin. And that is the subtitle of my book, The Bitcoin Standards, The Decentralized Alternative to Central Banking. And I think whatever you, whatever you, uh, whether you like Bitcoin or not, you have to admit that it is the only working alternative that exists today for central banking, essentially, because central banking is has a monopoly on providing the currency and it has a monopoly on international uh, correspondence banking or transferring money from one country to the other. Both of those two things have to be done through central banks until Bitcoin came along and offered us one alternative. So really, it's the only decentralized and only alternative to that uh, process. And this and um, that's the one very important aspect of Bitcoin. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hang on. Hang on one second. You use a very powerful word in there. It's called only. Yeah. So you would dump all gold and silver and real estate and all that well, stuff. 
gold, gold and silver are, uh, you know, they, they're uh, substitutes for the monetary function in that they have a sub money supply that is not determined by a central bank, but they're unfortunately no substitute for international uh, payments. That's the uh, sad reality. There's no gold banking. You can't use your gold to pay internationally. You can't ship gold and there's no gold settlement and clearance. Uh, well, I, 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 wait, 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 stop. I can. So please be careful because I've been doing this well, since I was a kid. Yeah, so I understand. Well, yeah, yeah. This is what this is what you and I were getting into. Is why do you Bitcoin guys have to dump on gold and silver, and why do gold and silver guys have to dump on Bitcoin? I don't understand. You think gold and silver is the enemy when really it's communism? No, I I wasn't dumping on them. I was saying they they well, don't you know, use the word only because there's other ways, my friend. I'm a lot older than you, and there are ways. Yes, there are ways, but you know, there's no way to make payments. Uh, in no matter what you do, in terms of um, just, the, there's no gold bank. You can't you the, you can't make a payment, buy something online with with physical gold that gets shipped from the country where you're buying it. You can use it yourself. You can store it. You can um, you know buy it and sell it. You can gift it. Okay, be careful. You're using the word only. You might not be the you might not be the smartest guy in the world because those guys who are smarter than you. And because we because we we've lived longer, we've done things differently. So just be careful. I just don't know why you guys get into this pissing match. I'm I'm really not. Like if you look at my book, the first seven chapters are essentially all about gold, mostly about gold. It's all about gold, and I am a gold bug. I'm still, you know, uh, at heart, I still love gold, and I don't get into those pissing matches with the gold bugs. In fact, I'm usually one of one of the people that's trying to mend the bridges between the two. I'm 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 gonna put I'm gonna put you and Peter Schiff on the same show, and then we'll we'll see who's. Really, the most neutral. <laughs> we, I've, I've had a debate with Peter Schiff. You can Google it. Um, it's, it's on YouTube. There's me and uh, Peter Schiff. We've been. We've had a debate once. You can see uh, the perspectives. I'm not anti-gold. I think gold is good. It's just the problem with gold is that um, you can't make an international banking payment system work around gold since 1914 because the Bank of England and the Central Bank of the United States have essentially monopolized that trade. And I, I would just be, Bitcoin I would, gets around it. I would just Bitcoin be careful this. with your words only, and you can't. Those are called <laughs> absolutes. It's been a century of people trying to build a payment system around gold and failing, and it gets captured by government. And that's because that's really the crux of the point of my book is that Bitcoin um, improves on gold's monetary policy, but more importantly, Bitcoin improves on gold in the fact that it's much harder for governments to capture it and co-opt it. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, no, yeah. no. I, you know, look, I don't disagree with you. I'm just cautioning you. Say, you're a young man, and not that young. No, you're you're, you're using those absolutes. <laughs> you know, that's true. I I I never do this. I will always do that. You know, what I mean. You know, the older yeah, you get, because, because you're, you're a human being. And as, as, my, as an old guy, what we know is your opinion can fail, but the markets never do. And in the future, we'll find out if you're right or not. But right now, just be careful. That's like Jim Rogers, when I, he's a friend of mine for years and years and years, and he's hiding in Singapore. Now, when I ask him why he's hiding there, he has his reasons. You know, that's, that's, that's why, but he doesn't, make, he doesn't make me wrong for living in Arizona. He lives in Singapore. He says, well, Singapore is the only place in the world to live. And basically, that's what golden Bitcoin guys get into. The, the other thing is that what Roger says that, which I agree with, he says, you piss off the government with Bitcoin, they'll step on you. And I do agree with that. So you guys keep saying, well, we're going to take on the, the government of America, the centralized banks of America. They will step on you. They have guns. 
big guns. And I'm an ex-Marine, I'm a former Marine. So I understand what it's like to enforce the monetary system. So I'm just cautioning you. What I'd rather get into is this. What are the advantages of Bitcoin for somebody like right now who has none? You know, you can get into a pissing match with Peter Schiff and uh, Rogers, but it doesn't do any good unless you really, man, I, 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 it's entertaining to me. But I want to know what I, why you think Bitcoin is going to go to the moon. You don't have to make gold and silver wrong, is what I'm trying to say. No, it's, uh, I, I, I'm, again, I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm not trying to be very absolutist about it. I'm just trying to uh, distinguish the value proposition, which is that in the case of Bitcoin, the clearance of Bitcoin is performed using uh, software and hardware that's relatively very cheap. So you need a few hundred dollars to have equipment that can run the Bitcoin network. And actually, probably you could do it for less than uh, $100 as well. I, 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 but why? Why would I bother, you know? Well, the why, why well, you, you know, you said it. There's communism coming. You don't want to explore all the other options that are out there. So, I let think, me, let you me know, ask you, you my, give it a chance. Okay, for full disclosure, I own Bitcoin, okay? Yeah. I also own more gold and silver. That problem takes care of itself usually because your Bitcoin eventually appreciates more than your silver. It happens to most you people see, who try you both. Sit, you sit there with that with that arrogant young man's cocky attitude. And you're gonna get your ass stomped on because I've had my ass stomped on because I had the same stupid attitude. I'm just trying to say this, okay? I'm gonna ask this question, which nobody's ever answered me. Nobody has. The reason mm -hmm. I like gold and silver, I've started gold mines and silver mines. So there's Bitcoin mines, mm -hmm. okay? Now, that takes a lot of work. Just That's probably a 20 year process to start a gold mine. And the gold mine I started out of Toronto, Canada, TSA, the Toronto Stock Exchange, the Chinese government took from me. So you, you may understand now why I don't like doing business with the Chinese. But my silver mine out of Argentina is smoking along. You know, I was producing silver at a dollar an ounce. And today it's about $22 an ounce and all that. So I'm doing okay. Plus I made money selling the shares of the stock and all this stuff. So I'm doing okay. The question you guys have never answered for me is, why can't somebody else just produce their own Bitcoin? If the, if the equipment is so cheap, why don't I just make my own? Yeah, the thousands of people have produced thousands of other uh, Bitcoins, but none of them can work on the Bitcoin network. That's the key thing. I, 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 I don't see you guys get into those absolutes. Look, if it's all it is- No, no this is an absolute because it's cryptography. Like if you I know, want I understand to that, pay but somebody why with Bitcoin- why, why, can't, why can't I just, it's not like a gold mine. It's not a physical gold thing. It's just this tech, it's, it's basically code. And, and you know, the gold is basically atoms in a sense, but we give it value. If you, if, if you think about economics, economics is in the minds of people. If you study the Austrian school, value is subjective. We give things value. So we decide that this yellow shiny metal is very valuable. We decide that the silver shiny metal is a little less valuable, but also quite valuable. And we also can decide that, uh, digital tokens that can clear payments and uh, clear uh, uh, messages with payments on a network that has uh, wide acceptability around the world, that has high level of reliability in, and in, in the fidelity of its transactions. We can also decide to give that value. There's no difference. It doesn't have to be material. You know, there are a lot of things that are immaterial that have value. So you're saying it's the acceptance and the network of Bitcoin that gives us its value. 
And specifically, there are reasons why it is the network of Bitcoin. And it's not just because it's a first mover advantage or it's because it's the biggest network. It's specifically because the Bitcoin network is the only network that has grown from day one, almost independently, not controlled by anybody and, and, and grown according to the rules of the protocol, not according to somebody running the protocol. The guy who made it disappeared. I understand that. But why couldn't I start my own with my little Apple Mac computer? You can start it, but you can't start it and not be in charge of it. That's the problem. How do you start one that you don't control? That's the tricky part. So Bitcoin had a lucky set of circumstances where the guy who made it disappeared for whatever reason, and then it continued to operate without anybody in charge. And the protocol continued to grow. And all the people who tried to take control of it have failed repeatedly, which suggests that there's a lot of inertia and, and a lot of um, sclerosis in the network, which means that the main consensus parameters of the network should be around for a while. So I just heard there's a guy in Tahiti who has mm -hmm. a better Bitcoin. Yeah, good for him. You know, there are people who <laughs> in the 90s claim to have a better internet. And, they don't uh, have gold in Tahiti, but they have Apple, Apple computers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, yeah, well, no. Hey, safe. I really am asking my questions to you because they, they look, I have traveled the world looking for gold and silver. You know, I, I was in Peru and I was standing at 14,000 feet. The mine was up at 17,000 feet. And I'm standing there and there's little holes in the ground going up the mountain. And I stand there talking to the mining engineer, you know, he's a Canadian mining engineer. I said, what else little holes? He says, there are little mines. I said, when? He says, probably 500 years ago. And I said, so you mean the Inca or the Peruvians or the Indians were looking for gold way back then. There were miners back then, before there was internet, before there was television, before there was airline travel, before there were ships, before the Spaniards came. But they intuitively knew about gold. And, that, and that's so, every time I talk to you guys, I said, well, you, you cannot break Bitcoin. I go, well, you know, I don't know about that. So that's why I'm asking, I'm sincerely asking you the question, why couldn't I sit here with my little $1,000 MacBook and start my own little mine and produce my own little coins? You can uh, try and mine on the Bitcoin network. Just you can go and try and mine gold with your own hands. But you know there are better ways for you to make gold, which is you know write books and make your beautiful and great shows, and then you're able to make money from that, and then you can buy your gold. It's just a more efficient way of doing it. It's the same thing with Bitcoin. You can mine your own Bitcoin. You can do it with your laptop, but you're just going to waste electricity and make very, 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 very few coins from it. Okay, so okay, I mean, uh, I you know I got the same answer and I get the same. The same arrogance for all you Bitcoin guys. I just don't get it, you know, because... You, I'm really not trying to be arrogant. I'm I, sorry I, well, I'm you are. Anyway, I'm, I'm just doing my best right now because I really want the answers from moi because I've started my own minds. I've seen thousand-year-old minds, you know, I've seen them. And, and human beings are something in, inherent in the human nature. So you're not talking to some idiot who buys gold at a gold store. That's what I'm trying I'm to say. I'm absolutely not. Okay. So anyway, we'll come back. We'll be going more into this. Uh, really, I appreciate your smiling and candor, but I'm, I'm sincere in my questioning because I really would like to know because I have started gold mines and silver mines and oil wells, and I've all produced a lot of money. But I just want, and I own, I own Bitcoin. I'm very happy with it and all this. But I would just like our readers to know, our listeners to know why Bitcoin is as valuable as it is and what, what are the chinks, you know? How could, how could it be cracked? That's what I want to know. 
So we come back. His name is, is, is Safi Dean and Amos, and you're a great support, man. We'll be right back. Thank you. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Once again, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio, to- Rich, Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes or Android and YouTube, as long as they don't take us off the list because we say stupid things. And then all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com because repetition is how we learn. So if you listen to this program a second or a third time, you'll learn even more because you, know, you learn more by listening to it again. I do it all the time. But most important, if you have friends, family members, or business associates, the reason we archive it at richdadradio.com is so that you can listen, your friends and your family can listen to it, business associates, and then discuss it, because that's how we really learn. We don't, we don't sit there in a classroom just listening to some idiot school teacher tell us about life when they don't even live. So we, our guest today is Safidan Amos. Is that is Safidin Amos? And uh, he is the author of the Bitcoin Standard. You know, all of his friends said, you got to get this guy on the show because this guy really knows what he's talking about. And I agree he does. And the Bitcoin Standard, the book, is a decentralized alternative to central banking. And he is the best-selling groundbreaking, he, he is the best-selling groundbreaking study of the economics of Bitcoin. So we, we just got into pissing on each other's legs with like Peter Schiff does and all these guys. I just don't understand it. Well, why gold sucks and why silver sucks and all this. I just want to know about Bitcoin. And we were talking about it because you call them shit coins. And so describe in precise economic terms, what is a shit coin? <laughs> Basically, the term shit coin has uh, been mentioned in Congress now. It's in the congressional record after uh, Representative Warren Davidson mentioned it uh, last year. And it's uh, the definition I would venture for it, and I think a lot of people agree with this. A shitcoin is a form of money that uh, has somebody at the top of it who can just make more of it at the at their will. And so anything that has somebody in charge who can make more of it is a shitcoin. And so that there are. Th- I think five or six thousand shitcoins that are digital that uh, copy Bitcoin's um, code in certain ways and do the same thing that Bitcoin does. But they have a guy in charge or a group of people in charge, all of them. And essentially, those people can change the supply at any point in time. So I'm asked this question. So it was in the code. I'm not saying the Bitcoin was. I think I love about Bitcoin was this: as its price went up or its value went up, its volume went down. Whereas a U.S. dollar, by your definition, is shitcoin. Because yeah. as as the vault as the vault the value of the dollar comes down, its volume goes up. They print more of it. Yep, and, exactly. And, 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 but you understand, safe. So that's why I like gold and silver. Also, is because I don't trust a shitcoin called the U.S. dollar. Absolutely, that's exactly the point that I make in my book. The first seven chapters of my book are to make this point that the most important thing in money is the stock to flow ratio. It's the ratio of the existing stockpile of the existing supply to the flow, to the new production. And things that have a high stock to flow have always historically been money. And historically, the thing that has had the highest stock to flow is gold. And second place is silver. Bitcoin is different because its stock to flow now is going to overtake gold's stock to flow. It's going to become higher than gold over the next few years. And that, and, and, and that's why I own it. But let me ask this question. Okay, so that's the, why can't, the question was, we had these things called ICOs, initial coin offerings and all that. Are those shut coins? 
These are shit coins. Yes, absolutely. They're definitely shit coins. All the ICOs, all the other coins other than Bitcoin, they are shit coins because all of them, um, you know, whatever you think about the technology and the things that they're doing, there's a group of people behind them who could get together and change the supply quite easily. With Bitcoin, we know for a fact that this is very, very, very difficult to happen. And I would like to tell anybody who thinks that it can happen, you know, to go ahead and try and do it. Because we've had we've had a, 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 a concentrated uh, cartel, essentially, of the most significant businesses in Bitcoin, along with some of the most important developers in Bitcoin, and a lot of people with a lot of Bitcoin get together a couple of years ago and try and change the code behind Bitcoin to change one small parameter in the code of Bitcoin, not even change the supply. And they couldn't do it. None of the other coins have that. The US dollar doesn't have that. You know, there's people in charge of the US dollar who can make an endless amount of it. And that's why it too, and all national currencies, in my opinion, are shit coins. So, yeah, I understand that. So are you saying it's almost impossible for somebody to write a code alongside Bitcoin's code or duplicate the code, but call it Joe's coin? It is possible. You can do it, but good luck with doing it and getting the market to value that as if it is Bitcoin. So it's as if, you know, if the Zimbabwean central bank prints more dollars, that's not going to devalue the US dollars. People can tell the difference just because they're both called dollars. That's different. And so right. all these other coins, if you look at their charts, you know, over five years, um, all of them end up basically flatlining against Bitcoin. They tend towards zero and continue to collect more zeros next to the decimal point as they tend toward absolute zero and zero liquidity. No, I, I, I understand that because in my, when I was starting off in gold, you know, they said, what's the definition of a gold miner? It's, the definition of gold miners is a liar standing next to a hole in the ground. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I understand, you know, there was a lot of fakes out there. And the reason I love Bitcoin and all this is because I think the U.S., the dollar is criminal, what they're doing. The centralized bank, you know, the Fed and the Treasury, they just keep printing more of it to solve our problems. So this is my, and that's the reason I have gold, silver, and Bitcoin, is because the Fed and the U.S. dollar, and in my opinion, all fiat currencies, which the euro, the yen, and the peso is, they're, they're shit currencies. I mean, would you agree with you're that? You're not going to get any argument from me about yeah, that. Yeah, I know that. Is, uh... So my question is then, if the Fed and centralized banks come up with centralized coins, what's, mm -hmm. your, what's your opinion on that? Because that's why I'm asking, that's why I talk to guys like you. What do you think is going to happen? I think people think that this is competition for Bitcoin, but in my mind, it's advertisement for Bitcoin. This is just them <laughs> telling you what is uh, really valuable about Bitcoin. That, I hey, you know, sign up, take our currency where the supply is up to us. We determine it at any point in time, and we can always give anybody as many as we want. And you get no say in the supply, and you can't even know how many there are. And also, we get to to figure out all the transactions done by you. And we can, you know, if we don't like your Facebook posts, you don't get to eat for a month. <laughs> I like your attitude. Anyway, so yeah. so if, if, uh, if uh, you know, Janet Yellen was treasury and she might, I mean, she was fed and she, if, if Biden stays in, she'll become treasury, which is communism. When the treasury and the fed are one, that's centralized government. So are you saying that if if Biden came out with the Biden coin, it would be a shit coin? Yeah, I mean, we already have something very similar, which is the dollar. I mean, people think <laughs> these central bank digital currencies are going to be a big deal. They're really not very different from the current currencies because they are, after all, centralized and their supply is run by the government, by the central bank and 
the government, you know, that. So it's just more consolidation of power. And I think the, the dangerous thing. No, what you're saying is they can't do it. The Fed cannot do it on the Treasury and the government can't do it. I think they can uh, they can produce a shit coin, but they cannot produce something that competes right. with Bitcoin. Right. They can't they can't because, you know, the whole point of having a central bank is that you want to control the money supply right. and you want to give the government control over payment clearance. And Bitcoin takes those two things away from government and puts them in code. Bitcoin is just using software to replace all of that stuff. And so if you use software to replace that, it's just a far more efficient way of doing it. And that's ultimately why I remain optimistic about Bitcoin, because it's not a competitor. It's not it, it, it's not a company that's out there saying, hey, we're going to put the U.S. government's central bank out of business and offer software solution instead of it. It's not Uber. There's no CEO. It's a software solution. It's an open source software solution that anybody can adopt. No, I, I understand that. I just want to, but that's why I own it. The other thing too is a complaint, which, which took me a while to get over. Was it in 17, 2017, that Bitcoin hit 20K, I think, and mm -hmm. around there. Yeah. And then it crashed 19. down to what, three, 300 or something? To 3,000. 3,000. Mm -hmm. And then when I talked to uh, guys like Ralph Powell and all that, who other guys who know about the, Bitcoin phenomenon, they say what happened in 2017 was there was no money behind Bitcoin. He says in 2020, there's money behind of it now. And Ralph Paul says there's a wall of money behind of it now. Yes. And also, you know, Robert, you're a mining guy, so you should, um, you'll appreciate this. The Bitcoin supply, the mining of Bitcoin currently uh, happens at a rate of 900 coins a day. Up until May this year, it used to happen uh, at 1,800 coins a day. Right. And four years before that, it was 3,600. And then before that, the four years before that was uh, 7,200. So every four years, the new supply of Bitcoin drops by half. Yeah. So this is my, my question to you, okay? So every, next question is, so let's say it gets down to the 21 million coins. That's it. We're finished. Yep. How does it, how does 21, how do one, 21 million coins supply the world economy with money? It's, it's not a problem. There's uh, the, the, the supply of money is, does not matter. Money is a good, what matters is its purchasing power. And you can fit infinite purchasing power into each Bitcoin. So each Bitcoin is divisible into 100 million Satoshis. And you know the way that well, Bitcoin solves this problem is the same way that Bitcoin scales, is the same way that Bitcoin can take on more value. It's what we like to call the number go up technology. As the price of Bitcoin rises, the volume of Bitcoin trades rises and the amount of money that Bitcoin uh, holds rises and the value of each Satoshi rises and it becomes a bigger market. You don't need more money. You don't need inflation. You don't need the supply to increase. In so, fact, so, so, so I'm asking this question, okay, because this is where I'm really stupid on this whole thing. So let's say Bitcoin hits 100,000, which uh, Max Kaiser says it will next week or something. <laughs> How does a person making 15 bucks an hour afford $100,000 Bitcoin? You know, you don't need a whole Bitcoin. There's only 21 million. The vast majority of people would never get to own so, one whole Bitcoin. So you, you can slice and dice a Bitcoin just like the dollar slices and dices down to a penny? Yes. Uh, but a Bitcoin is sliced down, you know, a dollar is 100 pennies. A Bitcoin is 100 million Satoshis. So we can keep slicing down, you know, in, in, in several years, it's just going to be unheard of for most people to think about owning a whole Bitcoin. 
uh, because the whole Bitcoin will be something like, you know, think about the 400 ounce gold bar. That's what right. one Bitcoin is, is like. So you don't have to own a whole one in order to use gold. You know, you can right. buy a tiny little gold coin. Right. So I mean, this is making a little bit more sense. And the other thing I heard, you know, because that's why I'm clear with you, because I just hear, I mean, I'm, I'm, t I'm constantly on YouTube listening to all you whack jobs who are Bitcoin fanatics out there. No, I like it. And then I have to listen to Schiff in my other ear. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's just entertainment to me. But I still buy the crap out of it, you know, and, and uh, it's somewhere along the line, you know, I don't really, I mean, I make enough money. I don't really care. You know, I just get richer and richer and richer. But uh, <laughs> I forgot the question I was going to ask you. Anyway, what do you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I sit there going, what the hell is going to happen? You know, I mean, you guys are going to, you guys are going to change the world if you can really solve this problem of fake money. I call it, I wrote a book called Fake, Fake Money, Fake Teachers, Fake Assets. And that's the reason, and that's the reason I own silver and gold. And now Absolutely. Bitcoin. You know, actually my, my next book, uh, which I'm working on right now, which you can subscribe to if you go to my website, safeanddean.com, is called The Fiat Standard. It is the sequel to The Bitcoin Standard. And it's about essentially that, the fiat world, the world of fiat food, which is fiat, fake food, fiat family, fiat everything. The, the, the fake money just creates a fake world around it because it allows the people who create new money from nowhere to to bestow economic value on things that are worthless. And that just disturbs the entire process of economic calculation and economic planning for everybody else. Good. So uh, this is my question to you. Okay? One of the reasons I don't like gold and silver ETFs, mm -hmm. they're fake. You know, yeah. I, I really don't know if there's really gold or silver behind of it. And now I'm hearing more and more that Bitcoin guys are coming up with fake Bitcoin or paper Bitcoin, like an ETF or something like a coin. Is that happening? Um, potentially, I, I mean, I don't know of any particular, so I can't really say it is happening, um, but I would assume it might be happening somewhere or the other. However, Bitcoin is, uh, Bitcoin really uh, is a verification technology. If you want to understand what Bitcoin does, it's just a process of meticulous, astoundingly complicated uh, verification. Everybody's verifying everything. Right. Yeah, specifically verification. So the way that you join the network is that you verify what everybody else is doing. Every 10 minutes, everyone checks everybody else's balances and everybody checks to make sure that all the coins are in order and that the ownership is in the with the person who, or with the address that, um, uh, that, that should have them. So you're constantly verifying the supply. Anytime you go on the Bitcoin network, you can check exactly how many coins there are and you can find out where and how they're distributed. So it, it is really the... But aren't some people now offering, if, if I give them my Bitcoin, they'll pay me interest for it? Well, yeah. So what happens now is that, so you can own your own Bitcoin. If you get your own, if you own your private keys, then you have your own Bitcoins on the network. And that is the equivalent of holding your own physical bars of gold with your own hands. You know, you verify them, you verify the purity, you put them through the most expensive, sophisticated spectrometer, and you verify them and you hold them and you know they're yours. That's what it is to own your own Bitcoins. But if you go towards some of the um, other solutions, well, in that case, you don't own your Bitcoins. You own a claim on the Bitcoins that are held by the ETF or by the, well, there's no Bitcoin ETF, but there's- Isn't that, uh, isn't that shit coin again? 
Yeah, well, yeah, which is why, you know, most Bitcoiners will tell you, you should ha- hold your own private keys. Or, or you, not, if it's not your keys, it's not your Bitcoin. You have an um, you, you have a, essentially a promise from somebody that tells you they will uh, give pay you back your uh I, I, I understand, but, so, but isn't that the same thing they did with gold and the dollar, fake dollars and... They're not yeah, trying absolutely. to but but offer. if you but Bitcoin essentially offers you the solution where you can verify for yourself and you can take ownership of your own coins no, I, yourself no, in a way that, that you can't do with gold. I, I, I could. Well, but, but you need a, you need a giant spectrometer to verify. No, no, the, no, no. People will. I can I can buy a fucking ETF which I don't I don't trust. I don't trust them. You know what I mean? But it's how do you trust physical gold? How if you were to go out and buy a million dollars of physical gold? You know how are you going to verify that this is actual gold? You're going to need several tens of thousands no, no, of dollars no, I, worth I mean, of equipment. Hey, I'm a miner. I have all that stuff. Trust me. Yes. Okay. You no, are no, no, a miner. You have no, all that stuff. But is it, hey, Bitcoin hey, allows the equivalent stuff in Bitcoin is worth a couple of hundred dollars. I want to know why are guys going to fake Bitcoin now and they they're offering me interest on my Bitcoin. Yeah, they're probably lending it out. They're at fractional reserves, in my opinion. So I would not, uh, I would not want to get into that. Okay, but, good. You know, that, that was. I just wanted your opinion on it. You know, that, that's. Oh all. yeah, I would not get into it. I would okay, not recommend good. it. And also, you know, I think, um, but it doesn't harm you as a Bitcoin. I understand. I understand. Stuff, as long as you control the physical. Yes, exactly. But the, also, the, you know, with. with yeah, with, with fiat money, if somebody does that, it, you're you're affected even if you're not part of the bank because your central bank is going to I have understand. to bail them out. I understand that. With Bitcoin, if this happens, this blows up. There's a short squeeze on Bitcoin. The value of your Bitcoin goes up. I understand. I just I just get pitched all the time. They said, you know, give us your Bitcoin and we'll pay you interest for it. But you got, you got no interest on it. Well, it's the same thing they say about gold. There's no interest on gold. They said, well, I don't need interest. Do, do you know, but people who do will do will get sucked into what I call the fractional reserve fiat currency trap. And that's yep. that's my, that's what I want to talk to you about. One last thing, okay. I also heard because Bitcoin, let's say Bitcoin goes to half a million dollars a coin, that it's only gonna be used for major purchases like businesses and stuff like that, whereas the Satoshis will be for trading independently. Would, would you say that's true? I mean that's just uh, th- that's just a matter of units. Uh, I think right. yeah, for most things, because one Bitcoin is one hundred million satoshis. So if Bitcoin is worth say a million dollars, you know it's not every day that you're going to be denominating transactions in Bitcoin. I, I you're not going to quote your lunch in zero point zero 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 three seven Bitcoin. You're just going right. to use. So the reason I'm you know I'm bullish on Bitcoin is because of all everything you you've said. But also, I don't mean, and I don't trust the dollar at all. But you know, I've been buying it. I didn't buy it at three thousand. I'm buying it at nine thousand. I'm doing pretty good. I have a lot of it, you know. But eventually, it's going to allow me to make major purchases that I wouldn't have been able to do had I saved nine thousand U.S. dollars, right? I mean, isn't that kind of the Idea yeah, exactly. It. I think it's uh, the way that it's evolving. If it continues to work the same way, just because it is harder money, is that people whose value is parked in the harder money will appreciate, and people whose value is parked in uh, the easier money will depreciate. So essentially, we're going to see the dollar-based economy uh, uh, shrink as a 
part of the pie and Bitcoin grow as a part of the pie. Currently, Bitcoin is like 0.2, 0.3% of the global money supply. So it's still a little, um, well, not a drop in a bucket, a drop in a cup. Uh, but it could grow, you know, if it uh, if it grows further, it just becomes a more significant part of that cup. And who knows, maybe it becomes the whole cup one day. Good. So I, I want to have you back on as a saying progresses and all that. Let me, let me give you a website, S-A-I-F-E-D-E-A-N.com. Yep. His book, his book is the Bitcoin Standard: The Decentralized Alternative to Centralized Banking. So I, I thank you for being a good sport, and we'll have you and Peter Schiff on next week. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> bye bye. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Mister Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. I really want to thank, okay, Safi Dean. And um, Amus, and he's the author of the Bitcoin Standard, the Decentralized Alternative to Central Banking. And he's a good sport, man. I put, he put up with me going after him because all you Bitcoin guys, I want you to hear this. You don't have to make old guys like me who own gold and silver wrong. And don't attack old guys like Peter Schiff, okay? I mean, <laughs> we all have our point of view here. But anyway, I want to ask... Uh, it was enlightening. I I love Bitcoin. I love the concept because we have an enemy in common. It's called the central bank and the centralized government called communism. So when Janet Yellen was Fed chairman, and then now she is secretary of treasury, that's communism. You know, you heard my other, other programs. I call Biden's cabinet Adams family. You know, they look like the Adams family from the old TV show. So anyway, it's an interesting time, ladies and gentlemen. So Sarah, any comments you have on... Um, our, com our that, conversation was safe. That was a lively, lively interview. I think the biggest thing, you guys are on the same team. Yes. You're fighting the same same enemy. So I don't want listeners to think that this was a contentious, you know, you weren't going after him or, you know, whatever. It yeah, was. I was. I'm, I'm, I'm going after young guys, all your <laughs> arrogance out there. You're going to get your ass kicked <laughs> when you get old like me you and, 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 and uh, Chef. <laughs> you love the young guys. They're keeping you yeah. they're keeping you young. But I did I wanted to make a point. I made a note because we had interviewed Gammon a couple weeks ago. I mean it's already aired, but he talked about the Banking for All Act that was kind of pushed in the legislature early in March, right? And that was to get people to bank directly with the central bank. Right? And so this is the perfect case. Why not to? Why not to? Yep. So that that stood out to me in this lesson. You said it best, Sarah, is we have an enemy in common. And um, it's very important to understand. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. We still have to use U.S. dollars or whatever they come up with. Mm -hmm. But don't be sucked into the idea that your money is safe saving U.S. dollars. Right. And that's why in Rich Dad Poor Dad 20-something years ago, I said savers are losers. And the reason they're losers is because the freaking government prints it. You know, you got to be kidding me. Mm -hmm. Why would you save it? And then you pay tax on it. Oh, my God. Those are the shit coins, right? Yeah. So so I wrote that down, too, when he said the definition of a shit coin is when somebody, there is somebody at the top who can make as much money as they want. I, I was like, uh, that's the central bank. <laughs> it is. It is. It so is. our money is a shit coin. There's, there's another point of view. The reason I say savers are losers, savers are the dollars. But not only that, because the dollar goes down. It kind of, in, the person picks it up. The guy, I better spend it because it's losing its value. So it's really hard for a poor person to get rich if subconsciously or consciously 
they want to spend that dollar as fast as possible because it's a shit dollar and the government's printing it and inflation's going to go up. So they spend as fast as they can. Whereas with Bitcoin, gold, and silver, because the central banks are printing money, you save it. Right. So I save silver, gold, shit, I mean, uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> well, isn't it true, though, because I'm buying Bitcoin with a dollar that's going down? Going down right. I mean, that's ideally what you want to do, right, is use yes. that worthless money to buy your asset. Yes. Right. And so that's why I, I love the Bitcoin guys, except they're pretty arrogant. <laughs> don't <laughs> that's just because they're young and good looking. Yeah, Robert, I know, that. I know. That's, that's old guys. <laughs> so don't. So leave my friend Peter Schiff alone. <laughs> just listen to him. He's entertainment. He's he's, he's better than watching Jerry Springer. <laughs> About the same age. <laughs> no, it's a great show, and I yeah, would I you. would love to have um, Safe and Schiff. Oh no, no. <laughs> on a show. I mean, that would. That would be a shouting match. Oh we were just watching, watch the whole thing unfold. Oh so this God. was a great show. Great show. Well, thank you again. And, thank, and thanks to Safe. He's a good sport. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.